I have created a freebie for you. 41 ways to teach your child entrepreneurial skills in your homeschool to help you take your homeschool to the next level. Link in the show notes. I am so excited to introduce Neutralite. This company has been around for 80 plus years. They were green before green was even a thing. They have the world's number one kids and adults vitamins and kids and adults probiotics. This company uses the power of plants from seed to product to nourish and support you and your family's immune systems so you can have fun and enjoy living life together. Don't spend another penny on low quality vitamins that invest more in advertisement than the product. Arm yourself with Neutralite vitamins and probiotics. With purchases over $99, there's free shipping. Stop losing sleep and time with your family and get back to life with Neutralite. Welcome back to the Homeschool Advantage Podcast. I'm your host, Bex Buzzy. Today's guest is Ikua Aire, CEO of Our Ancestries. Born and raised in Benin City, Nigeria, this Nigerian-Canadian cultural connector is passionate about building a love and knowledge African history and culture with all kids. She initially was motivated by a desire to teach her own children about their history. She noticed a lack of children's books on true African history that was uplifting, encouraging, and inspirational. So, Ikua founded Our Ancestries and became a storyteller contributing to the preservation of African heritage and culture, taking every opportunity she can to share her knowledge and journey with others in her books. These books are so positive and empowering, encouraging and informative. Just listen to what people are saying. It's rare to find stories in a set in ancient Africa, particularly those that are written by authentic voices. Both the imaginative and fast-paced text and detailed illustrations will engage children with this 500-year-old history. Also, this unique story lyrically fills an obvious hole in picture books and children's books that animates a powerful figure to show children that they can achieve their dreams, literal or metaphorical, through perseverance. In this episode, we talk about the gap in the market on African history children's books that are authentic and true. Also, how it is important for kids to learn about African history through their books, Our Ancestories, and the importance to educate kids in a way that does not paint the world with a one-sided view. Your kids will thank you. Ikua is offering a 15% off your first order when you use code HSA, all caps, 15 at checkout. Again, capital H, capital S, capital A, 15 to receive your 15% on your first order at checkout. So go grab your coffee, go grab your tea and a pen and paper because you're not going to want to miss what Ikiwa has to say. Let's get into the podcast. Ikiwa, say hello to our listeners and tell me, what is one misconception you believe most have about homeschooling? Hi, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here. I think that one misconception that a lot of people have about homeschooling is that they think that homeschooling is for kids who struggle 
in the traditional school setting. I don't think that's the case, especially of recent. A lot of parents are choosing homeschooling to enrich their kids' education because homeschooling is a great option for parents who want to provide their kids with a more personalized learning experience that fits the unique needs, interests, and schedule. I am not a full homeschooler myself. I'm a semi-homeschooler. And I homeschool my kids to fill in the gaps where traditional school education falls behind. For example, on my company, which creates children's books on African history, at home, take it upon myself to teach my kids about their history, about their roots and their heritage. And that's not something that you would find in the traditional school setting. And I love your books. They are so beautiful and the stories. So let's talk about OurAncestories.com. I want to talk about your company and why you started it. What inspired you to do this? Because first off, the illustrations are beautiful. The stories are great. You have beautiful lesson plans that go with it. Very in-depth with like writing and, you know, history and all these different things. Tell me, what inspired you to create such beautiful work? I mean, because you could have just found little things here and there. You actually went out and made something beautiful and big. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your kind words. I I fell into it, to be honest. I was just a regular, regular mom looking out for the best curriculum on math the best curriculum in English, the best curriculum in science for my kids to enrich what I thought was missing in school. And it came to their, their heritage. It came to African history. There was quite a lot, there were quite a lot of books on Black history, which made me excited. I bought books on Martin Luther King, on Rosa Parks, on Maya Angelou. And my kids actually knew who these people were because of the beautiful children's books on Black people who have made a big difference in the world. And so I thought, okay, let's go a little further back because I know for sure that our history doesn't start with the civil rights movement or with slavery. Um, there must be books out there about Africans who have made a difference in the world as well. And I was saddened to find that there weren't any books. And even if there were any books, they weren't to the same quality that you find with books on other ethnic groups and other characters or other races. And I felt that that was a disservice to my ancestors, who I am very proud of. And so I set out to create books that I feel are worthy of what they have accomplished. I love that. That is awesome because <laughs> that is so important. Honestly, I'm going to connect myself to this because I remember growing up in the United States. So I'm Hispanic, right? And growing up in the United States, I realized like, pretty early on, I just didn't really see anybody who looked like me very much, you know, in, in the era that I grew up in. So I always was kind of like, hmm. I felt like I never really fit, you know what I mean? But did have friends. I mean, because we were all different races, but still you're always like looking for that one, just you're looking for that connection. Right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I found it within my family, but then I remember when I got older, I went to Spain and for the first time I walked, I, I was on the streets. I'm like, oh my gosh, everyone looks like me. <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they even have yeah. a kind of personality that I do. It, it just felt really nice. And I remember trying on the clothes 
And I was like, oh my gosh, finally, my body shape. <laughs> I was just like, yay. So yeah. it was it was a really good feeling. And then coming back to the United States, I had a different appreciation, number one, for the United States. And I just had a different appreciation for myself at that point. And I was, I felt more whole for some reason. It, it was like, you whatever. You mis- appreciate your individuality. Yes. Yes. It was very organic at that point. So I agree with you. And I I see the need for this type of history and learning about African history. I actually did go looking up to see if there was anything. I was like, wow, it's like really not a lot of stuff out here. Yeah, there really isn't. Yeah. And I have, um, it's a business, right? And so as a business, you're working with mentors, you're working with people who want to help your business. And the first question they always ask me is, are any other businesses that you you can copy or that you can, is anyone else doing what you do? And I'm like, it's a good slash bad thing. There is no one else doing what I do right now. So there isn't anyone else to copy. I'm just sort of paving the way. And I'm hoping that if I am successful, more people will do this. More people would take it upon themselves to fill in the gaps with stories about their heritage, about their roots. And yeah. (laughs) That is awesome because it is really important. And actually when people do pave a way and they open the opportunity for someone to do it, you do free up people. When someone actually takes the steps to to do something, it was a little scary actually. I mean, if you you really think like, like, oh my gosh, is this going to, is it going to go well? Is it not going to go well? I mean, like, it's not being done. I'm the first one. It's like it's being pioneered. Whoa, what if I don't, what if I do what, but what if you never found out? Right. I think for me, that's probably the scarier thing. What if I never find out what I was meant to do? So what if a mistake happens? Who cares? I can still move forward and learn and look at how beautiful your stuff is. So tell us a little bit about your books, like what the stories are about and what inspired your illustrations because they are just amazing. Yes, I'm someone who's always loved books that were beautifully illustrated. And I am a children's book collector. I collect, if I go into chapters with my kids, they want the chapter books like the Dogman and the, I don't know, the Babysitter Clubs. And I'm picking up the books by Vashti Harrison, the books that are beautifully illustrated. I love books that have a beautiful layout. And so when I was creating my book, I wanted the story to be true and accurate and to be reflective of the African experience without any whitewashing. But I also wanted it to be relatable to kids. And I feel like if we constantly draw African characters as shadows or as the same, the way I see them being drawn in a lot of books, they are shadows or they are not quite They don't quite look like human beings. They're not quite relatable. I wanted to create these characters in a way that they could be relatable to today's kids. And to a lot of my illustrators, the the example I always gave them is Disney. Disney creates characters that kids love. So let's think Disney. Think, Think what an African character would have looked like, authentic to Africa, but Disney-fied is what I is what I was trying to accomplish. So yeah, so that was the way I went about it. I wanted to create books that were appealing, that were true to African history, but also I selected characters that 
today's kids could relate with. So I have I have a lot of knowledge on characters in African history. And I'm looking at all of these characters. And, you know, it's a different time. Not a lot of them did things that today's kids could relate with. So I select the characters specifically that had challenges that I think that today's kids could relate with. My first book was on a character called Idia, who lived in the kingdom of Benin. And she was the first female warrior in her tribe. And she was also a dancer and she followed her dreams. And so the, the theme in that book, while teaching you who Idia is, is that you can also follow your dreams. Um, you can be the first at something. You don't have to do what everybody else is doing. Um, the next character in my book, um, the next book, my next book was on a character called Injinga who lived in what is now Angola. And she was a pioneer in like fighting against colonialism. And that story stood out to me because there is a lot of misconception out there about what African leaders did during the slave trade. I know a lot of them, quite a few of them, made wrong decisions but there were also a few leaders who fought back who did their best they, they may not have she actually succeeded and angola was not able to be colonized until she passed away she dedicated her life to fighting for her country and i think that is a story that not only africans kids should know black kids should know that too sunjata was my third book he lived in what is now the mali empire his story is interesting because he unified tribes and he created the first charter of human rights. An African created the first ever charter of human rights. That's wow. a story that everyone should know. And yeah. Imhotep. Imhotep is, I was, I can't believe that no one has written about Imhotep. He's the first doctor, the first architect. He created the first building in stone. He was a polymath. I didn't even know what a polymath meant before I heard, read about Imhotep. A polymath is a multi-genius. So he's someone that when we're quoting Einstein and Aristotle and all of these characters in history, I think that Imhotep is someone that should be quoted as well. Wow. That is amazing information. Whoa, I had no idea about those things. See, and part of me is has like a little bit of FOMO for homeschool kids because I'm like, man, they get a chance to learn whatever. Like I was stuck learning what the school wanted me to learn, right? And nobody else taught me anything after that. And I really didn't like reading after, I'll be honest. I, <laughs> my middle school years, I was like, ugh. I have to read again, you know, but as I hear all these different books that are being written, like authors creating all this content and I like sitting here like, man, I really want, I want to like start all over again and like learn these things. So that that's really awesome. Like these are actually characters now that I'm going to like look up and start learning more. I love when I have a podcast episode that I actually learned some thing from <laughs> it's like it's really good so to me it's very beneficial <laughs> so that's really awesome that's really really cool so walk me through one of your lessons when a parent purchases your resources what are they going to encounter when it comes down to your, your lesson plans and how it, the flow of it is the lesson plans cover comprehension. They always cover comprehension about the book. And there's comprehension also about the 
time, the tribe, if it's the Benin Kingdom, we're telling you little tidbits, not too much information, but we, we want you to walk away knowing a little bit about this culture and this time. And the lesson plans include, but the idiot book, we have crossword puzzles, word searches, coloring pages, things that make light reading as well as more in-depth reading for the kids. We also try to cover some movements in there. So movement that's related to the culture. So for the Benin um, one, there's some Benin dancing. I would just link to some YouTube videos. We do some research and some YouTube videos that could be accompanied, that could accompany the book. Those are the sort of things that lesson plans include. Wow, that's really cool. So with your lesson plans and everything, how does your lesson plans, like let's say a kid has like a learning challenge or things of that sort, how does it like support kids with any kind of learning challenges? I'm not, I'm not sure that to that question, to be honest, I would say that the lesson plan covers because with African history, not a lot of people know about Af like my books, adults buy my books. It's not, there isn't, like, I, people always ask me, what's the age range? And I just say, okay, if you want to read it to a kid, I would say four to 12. Because no, a 12-year-old has not doesn't know Imhotep, a four-year-old doesn't know Imhotep. It's a very simple book to read, but even a 12-year-old has something to learn from, it, from that book. So the lesson plans have activities that a grade six can enjoy, as well as activities that a JK can enjoy. So in that sense, no matter where you are in your learning journey as a kid, you would find something within the lesson plan that could work for you. Ah, so it's multi-level. So yes, it's more, it's, uh, okay. So it's a family style type of learning and reading. That's really awesome. That I know a lot of parents are looking for multi-level where it's family style kinds of learning, bringing it together because a lot of times I know parents don't have finances. Finances are, are tight. And when they're able to have like one book that all the kids can benefit from learning and that they can pull out different types of lessons and different types of learning from this one resource, I think that's yeah. really beneficial. That's really beneficial. That's awesome. Great. Yay. I guess my last question, really, where can they get your stuff? <laughs> Like, where can they find it? Where can they connect with you? You can find my books on Amazon, but I would prefer if you bought my books from my website, our-ancestries.com. If you are shopping within North America, I do offer free shipping on orders of above $50, which is if you were buying the, the entire set, you would be spending about $70. So you will oh, wow. get free shipping for buying all four books um, in my collection. And I do have, I think, an offer. I have a special offer that I created for your readers. Um, I'm opening it up now to find out what the discount code was. So if you use a discount code HSA15, you would receive 15% off of your order. So that house, Sally Apple 15. Um, at checkout and you'd receive 15% for being a homeschool advantage listener. Oh, that is awesome. Thank you so much. I'm sure that people would be very thankful for being able to get a, a discount for sure. I think I, anybody would. <laughs> 
That's awesome. So, Akua, what is one big takeaway you want to leave with parents today from our conversation? Um, I am a big believer in curiosity. We are living in a very interesting time when people are fighting over or people are um, disagreeing over what the truth is and what should be said and what should be taught and what should be. I don't think that we should limit ourselves to one version of what people, of what the majority thinks the truth is. I think that we should, as homeschoolers, we should create a world of curious kids, kids who ask questions, kids who listen to all sides of a story. And that's, I think, is going to be a good trait to have coming out of the current environment that we're living in. I couldn't agree with you more. I think right now that is probably the one skill that we do need to teach our children is how Mm -hmm. to have a conversation and to listen to somebody else's side and not, yeah. And not think that, oh, well, you know, you must be a hater if you don't think like me, or you must be against me if you don't think like me. It's like, no, that's not it. It's the fact that I have my own thoughts, my own opinion, and even my own experiences of my own life, you know, so they're completely different. And the truth is to be able to hear somebody else and almost try to put yourself in their position and learn from them. And you can grow. That's where growth happens. Growth happens when we have conversations and we talk and we learn and we enjoy and we celebrate each other. Celebration of each other is what's really important. Not you listen to me and do what I say. That's not it, you know? So I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, it just came to me that a lot of people now believe that growth is the ability to express your own points of view as eloquently as possible. And that's not really growth. And the people who are able to express their own points of view as loudly as they can are the ones who are getting all of the attention. I see the other side of the coin and I see the people who are listening. And I see though those people are not getting the attention. Those are the people who are experiencing true growth. Wow. Value bombs. I mean, truth bombs. Boom. <laughs> you just <laughs> dropped so many of them. thank you so much for coming on today and just sharing so much information, so much knowledge, wisdom, testimony, and just a deeper understanding that you've given me today. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. You are such a light. Thank oh. you so much. And thank you for what you do for the homeschooling community. It's a pleasure to have met you. Oh, thank you. You too. If you love the conversations we're having here on the Homeschool Advantage podcast, follow or subscribe our podcast to stay in the loop and never miss this amazing content. And please highly consider taking a minute to leave a positive rating and review to help others like you discover this show. See you next time.